You're listening to the No Hacks Marketing Podcast. Each week, we take a deep dive into online marketing topics, covering search, content, CRO, social, and performance optimization to help you level up your marketing. No hacks, no shortcuts, only long-term success. Here are your hosts, Slobodan Manich and Katherine Kambau. Welcome to a brand new episode of No Hacks Marketing. I'm Catherine Kimbao, and today I'm joined by Blake Strozik, who is currently a performance marketing manager at Refine Labs. He oversees several high-growth B2B SaaS company accounts to help them increase their marketing contribution to qualified pipeline and revenue. And I think very soon he's launching his own podcast. Blake, welcome, and thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thanks, Catherine. Really excited to be on here. Sounds like you've had a great lineup of guests, and hope I can contribute and add some value. Absolutely. I'm excited because for the first time, we're going to talk about performance marketing, which we haven't touched yet in the podcast. And I'm also curious about your story from what I've researched from being a a school teacher doing sales and marketing, and then finally landing a spot in Refine Labs. If you don't know who Refine Labs is, it's Chris Walker's renowned agency. So it's pretty cool. So stick around till the end because I won't let Blake go without sharing his journey. But the idea that sparked this episode is really Blake's post on LinkedIn last week. He said that if you're heavily investing in a paid media strategy, but aren't looking at Google Analytics data, you are missing out. So we're going to talk about why digging into analytics will help your paid media strategy. So let's start by first defining what we mean when we say paid media here. And we're not only talking about traditional PPC, right? Yeah. So first off, thanks for the answer. That's great. So really, so what we focus on, like for paid media, when I'm talking about it, so at Refine Labs, we run things a little bit differently than a lot of like marketers typically do, but we focus on traditional PPC. So like obviously Google ads, Bing ads, Captera, we'll focus on that. But when we're referring to paid media, typically looking at like the biggest social platforms now. So like Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, like that's like the primary focus where we're talking about. Great. And of course, there are others like maybe TikTok or Snapchat, but I think mm-hmm. for B2B, what really matters is Facebook and LinkedIn. So that's great. In terms of success metrics, how do you really measure or say that your PPC ad is successful? Like, do you only look at absolute conversions and clicks and impressions? What are the key metrics that you look into? Yeah, so that's a great question. So really, what it comes down to, at least how I view it, and like how we communicate it to our clients is it all depends on like your business, right? So success on paid media PPC, just anything paid advertising, all comes down to how your business works. So for example, if you're an e commerce company selling, you know, if you're selling $60 shoes online, like your success is going to look a lot different than if you are a software company that sells $100,000 software to some like analytics leaders or something like that. So for us at Refine Labs, we typically work with just B2B enterprise software companies that typically have a higher average contract value for their software. And it's typically like a sales-led motion. So people are coming inbound to the website to request a demo. There's like typically not free trials, even though we do have some customers that have that, but that's what we focus on. So I feel like that's important, like the level set right on that lens. Right. So when we're looking at success for that, what we're really measuring is, is our audience engaged with the content that we're putting out in front of them? So like a good example would be, we will run a play where we'll have a case study. So like uh, our client has had success with one of their customers of their SaaS tool, Mm -hmm. and they want to communicate that to their entire market. 
And so we'll run that cold targeted to an audience. In this example, we'll use LinkedIn. And we will create the audience, have the ads set up, and we'll deliver it to that audience. And so what we're really looking for is we're looking for engagement. Like that's our success metric, right? So for the ads. So we're looking at, are they engaging with the content? So we're looking at click-through rate, cost per click. What are those levels looking at? How does that compare historically? And then like we dive a little bit deeper into that in Google Analytics, which we can get into. But to answer your question, like what we're looking for success, at least in how we approach it with our clients is engagement. But at the end of the day, like our overall success with our paid media strategy is obviously, are we bringing in more marketing sourced uh, qualified pipeline and revenue? Got it. Got it. And how do you, because it's basically traffic to your site, right? So if you're a brand new company or if you're still small, uh, the quickest way to drive traffic to your site is through paid media. But how do you ensure that the traffic that you drive to your website is high quality and essentially will be a qualified pipeline? Yeah, that's a really great question. Because like one thing to do in any paid media, like you can make the numbers look really great at the front end. Yeah. It's really at the back end where you see a drop off, right? Like you could go and create a huge audience with just like industry targeting, or um, you could be using audience expansion and you could buy a bunch of cheap traffic. But like you said, right. it's got to, how do you make sure it's qualified pipeline? So that really starts from the get go from the targeting. So making sure that your targeting is tight from when you're starting. So you're not going broad, you have job titles, company size, industries, you have that tight in the beginning. And then the step past that is if you're looking and say like Google Analytics, right? So you're going to set up your UTMs in the ad platform. They're going to come to your site. Google Analytics is going to tag that visitor as somebody that came from the ad platform. So what we'll do and like how I'll kind of look at it is in Google Analytics, I'll like break it down by campaign and see, okay, for this campaign that we're running for this case study, going back to that example earlier, mm -hmm. how much time are they spending on the page, right? Because if they're spending five seconds and bouncing, either the content's not good or it's the wrong audience, right? right. And so um, looking at like those metrics, but on the other hand, if they're on the page for 60 seconds and like we've got um, some scroll depth tags set up and like a certain percentage of them are hitting 50% scroll depth, like they're probably pretty engaged in consuming the content. So that's kind of how like we measured on the front end. But mm -hmm. on the back end, it's ultimately looking at like in the example where they're coming through your website to request a demo. Mm -hmm. Does that, those people that are coming through the demo request form, does that match up who we're targeting in our audience? So it's using the blend of like the in-platform metrics to say, does the content work? Google Analytics to say, is it resonating? Are they consuming it? And then the demo request to say, does that match up who we're targeting? Got it. And this is just a little side question. I'm just curious, so we're talking about Google ads here and LinkedIn, for instance, is the approach or the strategy the same? Like making sure that you're targeting a niche and not like a broad audience or are these platforms, do they have like eccentricities that you have to be aware of from running ads? Yeah, yeah, no, that's a great question. Yes, yeah, so there's definitely nuances between platforms. Like if you were like broke it down like the three core ones that we use, obviously we use like YouTube and then you talk about like like TikTok, Snapchat, those are things like people will use. But so Google is definitely different from LinkedIn and LinkedIn is definitely different from Facebook in terms of like right. how we think about it. LinkedIn and Facebook are more similar. But like for Google ads, for example, an approach that we'll use is focus just on like people that are looking for like high intent focused things. So for example, mm -hmm. if we were talking about that analytics example, they're looking for analytics software or analytics software tool, analytics software platform. So like very niche focused, something that only your ideal customer profile would be looking for on Google. 
Well, researching, yes. right? Yeah, or researching, right? So there are accounts where that I've seen where people are bidding on term, like if it was analytic software, they might be bidding on the term analytics, which mm -hmm. is so broad, right? And that will get yeah. you all that great traffic at a cheap cost, but mm -hmm. there's no intent there. So yeah, definitely some nuances to each platform. Got it. Okay, so going back, why then does just looking at in-platform metrics not enough or won't give you the complete picture? And how does Google Analytics give you that or help your PPC strategy? Yeah, so with Google search, it's like getting that kind of out of the way. That's more like cut and dry, right? Because it's like you've got the keywords, you've got the intent. So it really, that comes down to like focusing on the keyword intent and NGA, like you might be testing new keywords, might try to trust some like long tail or short tail, but really like that's all on the keyword side. So like NGA, you're going to see a really clear picture of like, okay, this keyword's either working or it's not. And you can like see those direct conversions. Paid social, definitely a different story because really in platform, what you're not getting that you get in GA and in platform, there's so many different things that can like boost the in platform metrics, but that might have a drop off in GA. And so mm -hmm. for example, LinkedIn, if you're targeting people on LinkedIn, you can do what they call either audience expansion or mm -hmm. on Facebook, they call it, you know, you can do audience expansion. You can also do their audience network. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like, you can get the cheap traffic, and it looks really great in platform, like click-through rates, they shoot up, cost per mm -hmm. click, it goes down. You're reaching so many more people. But like, if you run that as a true like A-B test between like a solid audience and then one that has those, you know, other kind of like elements that might boost those metrics, if you compare it in GA, you might get a different story, right? Because like you could have great in-platform metrics, but if you go to GA and you have like a 99% bounce rate, people are spending two seconds on the site. It's like, well, what's the point of running that then? Because it looks like audience quality is way down as mm -hmm. opposed to if you're in platform and you have an audience where the cost per click might be a little bit higher than that kind of boosted audience, the click through rate's a little lower. But mm -hmm. when they get on the site, they're on there for 30, 45, 60 seconds reading that piece of content you're promoting. Mm -hmm. It's a whole different ballgame, right? Because it's like, yeah, you can pay and have great metrics mm -hmm. or you can pay more and like actually reach your target audience and get them to engage with your content. So that's kind of like the strategy that you know, we implement and we see a lot of great success with it. Got it. And I mean, from the little experience that I have with both running Google ads and say LinkedIn ads, I find that really sometimes with LinkedIn and with Facebook, it's just more cost efficient versus Google ads. It's just, I guess if it works, if you have, if you invest a lot of money on it, it it's just requires more trial and error, at least in my experience. Is that also, I may be wrong, but what about from your end? But would you say Google AdWords is really more expensive than? Yeah, so that's a great question. That kind of goes back to like what I was talking about at the beginning is just like, it really depends on your business, right? Like, for example, if you are a software company that sells like a really like lower lower price point software. Like if you're like an SEM rush where it's like $200 a month, $2,400 a year. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I mean, obviously they're probably a weird example to pull because they're like an SEO PPC tool, yep. but it might not make as much sense for them on Google as like that analytic software company that sells it for a hundred thousand dollars. Right. Cause like they might be paying a hundred dollars cost per click, but if they can get enough, you know, inbound demos, say they get like inbound demos for three grand a demo off pay-per-click. I'm just making numbers up. But like, say they get that, takes 10 demos to create a customer, costs them $30,000 for ad spend. Like that makes sense for them. But mm -hmm. like for a lot of companies, it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Or the same thing on like LinkedIn versus Facebook. 
like LinkedIn is going to be more expensive than Facebook. Like it just, it is, there's more mm-hmm. users on Facebook, LinkedIn, just it, the CPMs are going to be higher. It's more expensive to reach that audience, but it all just depends on like your business model and how much you're charging for your software. And if your audience is on there and if they're, it's really like working and resonating with them. Cause I mean, how I used to approach it as I used to think of it, like I was like a blanket, like, Oh, paid works for everyone. Like LinkedIn, Facebook, whatever. Exactly. But like, it is just truly dependent on your business and your audience. Yeah. Yeah. Very good point. Like, I guess some people miss that part, but if it gives you the right ROI because you're, you have a high value product, then it makes sense. Okay, so I went off track there a little bit. So going back to Google um, Analytic Metrics, you've mentioned some of it already. What are the metrics that you actually look into in relation to PPC metrics? So you said average time per session. Are there other metrics that you also look into? Yeah, so we'll look at like average session duration. We'll look at scroll depth if we have that tag set up in Google Tag Manager. So that's really on the content consumption side. Because at the end of the day, like what we're looking at GA for is we're looking for is the audience engaged and is this the right audience? Right. And so those are like our big two content consumption metrics. Mm-hmm. But another thing that we'll look at that I don't think a lot of people do is we'll look at their next page path. So yeah. say if somebody comes in from that case study example from earlier mm-hmm. and they read the case study, what I'll look at is if we have enough volume, I'll look at what's their next page path to see mm-hmm. are they going to a high intent page, right? So that might right. be their pricing page. That might be a get a demo page, just go and view that page. Looking at those metrics just to see like, okay, looks like they all consume the content, but is it compelling them to like think about acting, right? Because it's like with data, how I kind of see it is the data is telling you a story. And that's what's like awesome about being a marketer is that the data is not black and white. Like you have to be able to interpret that story Mm -hmm. and you have to use the data to back it up. And so like if I see that case study come through, and I see that they're looking at the demo page, the pricing page, like there's a high volume there. I know that the audience is locked in, the content is locked in, and we need to figure out how to do more of that. Right. And I think you also mentioned in that post, which I really like, is that you kind of need to combine the, the quantitative data that you're looking at and also do some qualitative just to give you a better story. And which leads to my next question, what do you do with that insight? How will that guide your strategy moving forward? Yeah, so so really what it'll do, and especially like with our approach, like the very content heavy, because mm-hmm. we're not focused on like in-platform cost per lead. We're not focused on like the, as focused on like the in-platform conversions just with iOS 14. We have very mm-hmm. limited visibility into Facebook and LinkedIn. We still have some visibility, but not total. So mm-hmm. what we'll do is with that data, right? So say if we had that case study example earlier where they consumed it, and they're going to high intent pages, the next logical step for us is how do we create more of that, right? Like, mm-hmm. can we, do we have case studies that we can run that are like that? Do we have to go create more? Or if it's like certain product ads that we're running to our customers, or excuse me, to like for our customers, to their audience, if we see that, wow, this feature from this product ad like is really, really resonating with the audience, how can we like spin that up into like three or more different like sub concepts? And how can we communicate that to our audience at large? Because at the end of the day, how I've kind of come to see paid social is it's a way to really see, okay, how can we tell a story at scale to our total addressable market, right? How can we really take our story as a company, what our product or service is for, what problem it's solving for, and how it helps make people's lives easier or better? How can we communicate that to the entire market? 
And so taking those little micro learnings from like each campaign we're running and mm-hmm. rolling those up to that larger strategic narrative that you're communicating via paid social, yep. that's really kind of like where the focus is. Because at the end of the day, each campaign is like building on that larger mission of we need to communicate a message and a story that's cohesive and compelling to our market. I love that. And I also wanted to mention that with the examples that you shared, we're not talking about an ad that says book a demo or buy this. It's I think what really resonates now and I think that's regardless of industry is content that matters. So case studies that you mentioned, success stories or real stories that will that your target audience can resonate with. So we're close to time, but I have this bonus question that I have to throw in. Apart from analytics, I think it's important that to think about how paid marketing or performance marketing can work hand in hand with other channels, right? How do you work with others like content marketing or your dimension team or organic traffic or whatever? So how do you usually work with the other channels? Yeah, that, and that's a great question because it's like really about like, for me, it's like really about breaking it down, like looking at what marketing's role is, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think Udi Letigor from Gong, like he put it perfectly where it's like marketing's job is to make sales easier. And so when I view like the silo of like performance marketing, demand generation into larger marketing org, how I've kind of come to view it, I don't know if this is perfect, but I just kind of like thought through it this morning and I thought it made sense, but we'll see. So how I kind of like think about it is that you might have product marketing and then software like product marketing, obviously a big role. Mm -hmm. They're crafting the narrative, right? They have all those customer insights. They kind of like own the product messaging and they're Mm -hmm. creating that narrative. And then you might have like your brand marketing side that's really showing how do we show that narrative and like how do we refine the messaging so that it's going to resonate with our audience. And then how I see performance marketing working with all of that is... It's our job, like it's my job as a performance marketer to connect the target audience, like our customers um, or our customers, customers, whatever, like connect that message and that story that the rest of the team is creating and refining and improving Mm -hmm. and like getting that in front of our target audience. Like that's the goal of performance marketing. That's how they like work together, right? It's like we're getting that in front of the target audience and then we're using those insights. So whether it's a specific piece of messaging some creative that's working really well, or an ad that just like is performing really well, taking those insights and communicating that back to the rest of the team. Because it's really like the more and more I've been in marketing and the more I've just seen those results play out over time, Mm -hmm. it's about you have to set the right strategy at the top, but then it's on the team to just make those micro improvements Mm -hmm. for say if every campaign you come away with a new takeaway and you build on that for the next campaign, Like in three, six, nine, 12 months, 18 months from now, you get so far, so much farther ahead than where you were. And it just makes you so much better and so much more meaningful to your target audience. So really it's about working with the rest of the team to just tell that story to the market, drive results by telling that and then improving over time. Yeah, basically you're in one team and you have one goal, one mission. And I think that that's really how you can work together as a team. So before I ask your final takeaway, let's just take me through your journey. Like we have been chatting maybe late 2020 when you, we started putting out videos on LinkedIn and then you went quiet. Tell us what happened and how did you land in Refine Labs? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, really, I mean, I'll, I'll keep it short, but like, so mm-hmm. I started out in B2B as a SaaS AE. So I was account executive, I was in sales, I was making 50, 60, 100 cold calls a day. 
And I kind of like came to the conclusion that there had to be a better way to do business development, had to be a better way to get in business, right? To not take these siloed one-off cold call conversations that weren't very effective, but how do we produce interest or create interest and demand at scale? And so about the same time that I was doing that, it was just right after I had um, transitioned from teaching, um, mm-hmm. I had gone into SaaS sales. I stumbled across Chris Walker, the CEO of Refine Labs, yeah. and um, saw his stuff on LinkedIn. And I had kind of come to that conclusion myself and then saw his message on LinkedIn. And it really resonated with me about a different way to do marketing. Yeah. And so fast forward, I had a, two different marketing roles in between uh, getting here to Refine Labs Before I was here, I was leading marketing at a small software hardware security system supplier for the corrections industry here in the States. Mm -hmm. And um, there I was able to like implement the Refine Labs playbook and kind of do everything, a little bit of everything in marketing. Because I was the only marketer there. I got to lead it. It was awesome. But got to do paid media, SEO, website, content marketing, got to do events, all those different things. And so it's really taken that broad experience Mm-hmm. Like it brought me to Refine Labs because I got to see mm-hmm. so much of the business, but like I've focused on the paid media side mm-hmm. just because I've seen how impactful it was. Like when at the uh, previous position I was at, like we were able to drive pretty substantial results over a 12 month window mm-hmm. using the playbook that we use here at Refine Labs. So love that company I was at. Really love Refine Labs being able to do this every day for four high growth SaaS companies. And it's been a great ride so far and look forward to continuing it. Amazing, amazing story. And yes, we also love. Chris Walker here in this podcast, and he's been mentioned a couple of times. But yeah, any final takeaways when you're running a paid strategy? How do you make a more a holistic approach to paid to your paid media so that you're driving the quality traffic and also sharing that story with the other marketing channels? Yeah, so I think like the biggest takeaway for people, if I could like condense it down to one thing, is like just setting the right strategy. It's so important, right? Like if you, I mean, every final as you refer to it as like the MQL hamster wheel, but like if you have, you're in an organization that just wants leads and doesn't worry about if those leads or email addresses is really what they are, if they're converting to paying customers, then it, you're going to be kind of set up to fail from the beginning or set up to do marketing very inefficiently. So, mm-hmm. you know, being in a place that has the right strategy is like number one, And then from there, that's where you can get into the specifics of like, you know, telling a story to your audience where you have that kind of freedom and room to do that. Because unless you have the right strategy, like everything that I basically talked about where it's you're running uh, case studies, product ads, and just running content to your target market to tell a cohesive story to compel them to act and buy and see the need for your product. Mm -hmm. If you don't have the right strategy, you can't do any of that. Um, Or you can do very little of it before it gets shut off as a failed experiment. So I would say like, that's the biggest takeaway is being aligned on the strategy. And then from there, not just taking things at face value, but looking at the data as a whole. And as we kind of talked about earlier, mixing both quantitative and qualitative to get the insights, move forward and continue to improve. That's amazing. Well, thank you for sharing your thinking. Appreciate having you on this podcast. If people want to reach you, where can they find you? Yeah. Yeah, it's been awesome being on here. Best place to reach me, Blake Strezik on LinkedIn. I think I'm one of two connected with the other one. But yeah, you can just uh, reach me out on LinkedIn. Feel free to DM me. Happy to help. Thanks, Blake. Thanks for guesting. Let me know when the podcast is live. We'll help promote that. And we'll see you in the next episode. 
Thanks for listening to No Hacks Marketing. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd appreciate it if you can leave a rating on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Visit nohacksmarketing.com to subscribe.